The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Fellas, don't drink that coffee. You'd never guess. There was a fish in the percolator. It's time for 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 the percolator. Percolator. There was a fish. There was a fish. There was a fish in the percolator. There was a fish. There was a fish. There was a fish. It's time. There was a fish. There was a fish. There was a fish in the percolator. Firecast with us. We might not be the best podcast out there, but name an opening theme song that is better to dance to than that. I say there's um, none. Well, hold on. We we may be the best podcast out there. I was gonna say who says I mean, the best? Hold on now. Don't don't. don't <laughs> we might be the best, but we also have the best. Theme. People like us, and gosh darn it. Yeah, man. I I, 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 I think best is. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I think we're the best, so therefore we're the best. I'm not trying not to get ahead. A big head. It's like Schrodinger's cat or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. We are here. The the one in the box. Is it dead or not? You never know. The podcast is in the box and it's great. Yeah. The best best podcast. Well, it's definitely in the can. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, I'm Gunner. With me is. Why is Schrodinger cat and Pavlov's dog? Like, what was it? Why are those like? I don't know. Never mind. What was your question? Why are they <laughs> domestic animals? <laughs> Why is it a domestic animal? What are, what are, the lizard? Lizard just well, doesn't go right. It's like, what about? Well, well, here's why it was it. Why was it Pavlov's dogs? It was literally because he used dogs in the experiment, and they salivated when when he he trained them to salivate when he rang a bell. Yeah. Is Pavlov's dogs because he's but I guess he's saying why dog, right? So I have done my because that was well because he used dogs in his training. If he used cows, it'd be fucking Schrodinger's cow. I I don't know. Or, see, or I have my cow. own version of that test, and that is to see if every time this oh, happens, Jesus. Kelly gets a little something something. So would this be Pavlov? What do dogs? I get? I don't know. I feel like let me know the like the positivity of this. Like what 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 is my goal? Just just a smile. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, with the girl with the belly full of sushi, Ms. Kelly. Hi everyone. Twin Peaks is awesome. Yay! How much, much sushi G go? A lot. Yeah, I did. I I love tuna, so I had some tuna and I had some uh, dumplings. It was good. I knew you were going to a lot because I, I, I literally. Not a lot. <laughs> I eat like 30, 30 the, pieces while I'm driving. I'm no, like, it wasn't that much. No. Oh, I love when they bring it out of the boat. I, I don't feel like I've, I've done a, myself right unless it comes out on a, on a sushi bar. There's a conveyor belt yeah. place that's I awesome. I just don't eat that much. I, I feel like it's a beautiful presentation, but. For what I eat, you know, like I love the tuna is so good and, and like the, the rainbow rolls and stuff. But 
Yeah, I, don't, I really don't like uh, like going with less than like three or four people because you can't get enough like stuff to, to really uh, do. Varieta. Pick and I eat our sushi like variety. chicken nuggets. I do. I just down them. I chicken just, nuggies. I, 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 I buy a pack. I, got, I get the, they have these $5 uh, sushi Wednesday things at uh, Publix, which is a local uh, place here. And I, I will literally like buy four or five of them and I eat them like as I'm driving just a blub, 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 blub. Did you have sushi today, Pick? And uh, buy like no. 20 of them making his own barge. I had sushi on Sunday. And so it's Thursday and I have sushi again. I think I might have had I think so, I might have ordered sushi. I think I've had sushi three times this week. So if you see like, Kelly passed out in a corner somewhere, she's got mercury poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm gonna go out. It's cool. Well, hey, Kel yeah, and I yeah. are not alone. Obviously, with us is great Kevin Pickle Deal. Wait, Kelly, don't eat that sushi. <laughs> no, and that didn't work. Future <laughs> to the nooch. <laughs> there was a fish in the bed of rice. Hello, world. Hello. Sorry. Hello, Sweden. Did you say we had like people that listen in Sweden or something? Um, this shows. This shows. Great numbers, man. This show is always it. We've had we've had a great group of people listening. Hello, to us Turkey since the people. Um, what international uh, success? I will take that. And I and blame what, what, all what, of our what, friends. You're welcome. We, we know what you consider success, future. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> we got anal. <laughs> oh, that was not- this date went great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we are talking about episode six. Ironically, the seventh episode of season one, realization time. By the way, the penultimate episode of season one. That's kind Ooh, of that's a great word. You like that? What a what a horrible episode. Uh, really? Come, come to think of it, like like I was as I was watching it, I was like, I think this is probably my least favorite episode of Twin Peaks. Huh. Interesting. And, but now you say it's the penultimate, that makes me sad. Because yeah. I like penultimate episodes. Well, so, well, maybe we can just let him have his little tell us why he thinks it's the penultimate. Yeah, well, why don't we do that after the show, after we've all discussed everything and maybe well, why, yeah. why do you think it was the worst? Well, well, yeah. Well, we can just wait till till the till the till the end there, because yeah, I think Gunner has this way of going about each scene, right? All right, well, screw it. Let's let, let I'll, if you you. And in the meantime, I'll just look at the synopsis. Let's, okay. let's dive in. I want to know. I saw the episode, and I want to know. Oh, you'll, you'll 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 see. You'll see. All right. Well, this this episode aired originally on May 17th, which, of course, like every other episode this season was one week after. So they've not they did not take a week off in between any episodes. This is very much ahead of its time. I mean, we're thinking we're, we're talking seven straight episodes. If next week is one week, eight straight episodes without a break in between doing the whole show. That is very like 2019. Short season arc, no yeah. filler, all killer. Exactly, exactly. So this episode yeah. was written by Harley Payton and directed by Caleb Deschanel. So besides Pick, I'm gonna leave you out of this. Caleb Deschanel is married in real life to an actress on this show. Fuge or Cal, name the actress or the character they play. I was married to an actress on the show. Caleb Deschanel is married to an actress on the show. You know this, right, Pick? I do. 
That's right. Uh, That's why I told you to back off. Well, it's not it's not uh Norma because she's hitting it with Quincy. Um was Well, in, we're talking uh, about in that time. Yeah. Nadine. Ooh. That would be wrong. So the actress is <laughs> the actress is it's Mary Jo Deschanel. Oh, I know, I know. It's Doctor. What's his nuts? Jacoby. No, the one, the the one that uh, I gave. It is uh, Donna, Donna Hayward's mom. Yeah, that, married to yeah, Donna married. Hayward's mom. Now Caleb Deschanel and Mary Jo Deschanel also have two very famous children. Say Zoe's got to be one of them. Zoe is one. Who's the, the first one? The the the, the more the, sister. the one I like. <laughs> What's her name? I like that chick. Bones. And almost famous. Ooh. Emily. Emily Deschanel. Yeah. yeah. She's the more famous one, but I have no idea who she is. No, I think uh I think I uh, think she's more Zoe's like I guess more famous, like, I think. Proclaimed maybe. She's, she's the more, older one. More yeah. prolific or more? Yeah, I think she's more. I yeah, she's Emily more. was the star of Bones, and the only other thing I ever know she was uh, in was almost. She also famous. did some like th- did she do theater stuff? Maybe, and Zoe's done so, like pretty much everything. So I think uh, it's just like a general thing. Like I think like boomers are more are bigger fans of Emily. Like I'm like my parents would definitely know who she was. Hmm. Oh my god, am I a boomer? Apparently, I'm a boomer. <laughs> I like Magnum PI and shit. <laughs> fucking, I, uh, yeah, Warthers, give me some diabetes, okay? You did uh, really Room some... with Boomer in college. I mean, bro, Magnum PI Mag- was definitely like a boomer show. I'm sorry. Yeah, now, he, now, now, I was a little kid watching it, and I was like, damn, look at these legs and chest hairs. Of course, Zoe Deschanel. I, I, was, I was nine years old watching Magnum PI. <laughs> I don't nine nine years old watching Magnum and two and a half watching Twin Peaks. Oh gosh! Fucking zygote watching Magnum PI. I've been talking. I've been talking about with with this guy I went on the date with. I've been talking about like old TV shows and stuff. And I was like, Did you tell uh, him about your Twin Peaks podcast? Yes. Well, I did tonight, so I was like, I gotta get home. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, it's like having drinks, you know, still. So I've like, got to leave you another for glass of wine. three other men. Right after that. <laughs> he, he's <laughs> probably not listening. These three glasses of wine. I got to get home and uh, do my podcast. Be cool as shit. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, jump into this episode. Let's yeah. let's Pete Martell this little thing and reel it in. All right. You know, give me baby steps here, Gutter. All baby right. step me in. All right. Okay. So the show opens with Coop. And Audrey, and he tells Audrey that it's wrong what they're doing. Of course, she's naked in his bed. Oh, yeah, on the, on the cliffhanger. Yes. So uh, she tells Audrey that what he's doing is wrong and that she needs to, she just, what she needs is a friend. He tells her to meet him downstairs for a moment. But he, and one, one moment, though, I'm sorry to have to interrupt this scene. He says, he does think about it for a minute. He's like, he does. He sits there and he's like, I made a vow, a pledge to be great and not have sex. Well, with no, you. The, the, the best part was when she's like, you don't want me. And he's like, yeah, well, what I want and what I need are not the same thing. He's like, I definitely want to fuck you, but I need for you to get the fuck out of my room before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. 
So uh, let me ask you, Kel, let's just start it off. Is this a good way to handle the situation? Or did he just ask a naked high school girl out on a date for fries and malt? Uh, no, I think he's trying to maybe put it in perspective for her. Like, this is not where we're going to be in the bedroom, but we're going to go over here and have this like innocent thing. Like I have to get as far away from you and like think about you in a more, uh, like I'm your, like, what do you call it? Like she's your little protege or something. She feels I like mean, she's he, his little protege. He's trying to go more big brother route with her. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, I also feel like you know, he had to do the the little, you know, fries and a malt date thing. He had to help her save face a little bit, right? Like, you can't just yeah. look in the hallway and say, Celia, like, her pride's pretty fucking her, dude. She threw herself out there. She's very vulnerable at that moment. And, and straight up got rejected. He's got to play that and, like, you let her down super gently. Or Plus, we've seen sh- that she will just set everything on fire for just just funsies like yeah you gotta let her down or <laughs> yeah careful well, i think yeah well, pick, she's a firecracker let me ask you a question pick is audrey playing coop or you think she really likes him uh she really likes him dude i mean what's what's her options <laughs> he's very interesting to her because she's she's like i guess in her mind she's she's beyond you know, this place, you know, she's like, you know, oh, you know, going through the hallway and touching the wall and being very you know, dramatic and stuff. So I think that she, he's to her as something exotic in, in her world that she's not used to. Are they the only uh, that that uh, her ticket out of Twin Peaks? Because oh, that's not going to be in town for forever. She starts shacking up with him. He's gone in a couple of weeks. Or is he? Well, as soon as the, it's presumably as soon as the case is solved. He's going to go back to, to Langley or well, wherever it is that he's going. He just told his tape recorder, a.k.a. Diane, to buy up land here. Yeah, but she doesn't know that. Okay, that's true. She's not Diane. I think he's very he's very much annoyed by uh, her because he does find her attractive, but well, once she got rid annoyed, of the She annoys him because she's always coming around and like trying to get his business. Well, he's so just she, like, sent, she knew he knew that he sent her the little note or whatever. She's like right? interfering with a Is that this investigation. <laughs> she, she's actually committing a crime. Like, let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's, getting, she's getting in way above her head. Way above her pay grade. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just gets even better. It's right. not like there's a, you know, people and look like Billy Zane laying around or anything. You know, she's was... got to, she, she got to just, that's the best thing she's got. Is so, she the only one without really a significant other or two significant others? I mean, besides her uncle and brother, I can't think of another. And Jacoby, maybe. I don't think anyone her else has got uh, Snake's the only, uh, you know, bachelor. Well, this, technically, uh, I mean, did Snake and Donna officially break up yet? Pretty sure. <laughs> well, once you get murdered and rolled in a bag, I think the relationship's over. Well, no, that no, that's Laura. We're talking <laughs> oh, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking it about. Should be over. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of weirdness and <laughs> relationships, uh, Lucy is kind of short with Andy back at the station. She seems to not want to talk to him, and she gets a call from yeah, a doctor. Uh, my, Dude, my that's my question for you. 
what's going on with this, Fuge? Well, I don't get my, my favorite part about that whole part is when uh, she says, I don't have time to talk. And immediately the phone rings. <laughs> She's like, hello? <laughs> hello, Lucy. But let's start talking. Well, so like, was it like, it was like the talk, doctor? can't talk to them. Why was she out sick the day before? Well, she was out sick like the day before, she said, right? Yes. Why was she out sick? She went oh. to the doctor for something. And then, Sounded like she got a doctor's call. She got she got some like uh, some bad medical news coming her way. What's up? Mercury poisoning, or, maybe. Is she all pissed off at Andy because Andy got her pregnant? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe she thought she was pregnant and then went to the doctor. And I don't know. I'm trying to. Well, all I know is I thought they were a couple. She's all fucking pissed off at him. Maybe like he wasn't wearing rubbers after. Maybe she he cheated on her. And got her a VD. Or maybe, maybe he cheated on her and got someone else pregnant. You know, I didn't see Andy as the, like, sleeping around town with loose women type. So I, I didn't jump to VD. But, yeah, I, you know, I guess that's on me. For, I, I shouldn't have ruled that out. Everyone in this town is with someone or another. Maybe he's with uh, what's old, uh, what's uh, Audrey's, uh, the receptionist that are the hospital. Yeah. Julie, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Okay, so you're you're the one person that has to remember that name because we <laughs> apparently cannot remember. <laughs> so what if it's Julie? What if Andy? I don't know, but you do bring up a Julie. good point. This whole town is so incestuous. As soon as one person got that Twin Peaks drippy, like the whole town has it. You know, the log lady. It's very. <laughs> She's married to the log. That's her husband. At least she oh. thinks so. Uh, someone will rub up against the log, and then surely log ladies rubbing up against the log, and then you know maybe that's how it started. I, I don't know. Just grab it by log, the log. Log, <laughs> log. <laughs> All right. Well, Coop shows up again with Doc Hayward, or Doc Hayward is there uh, with Harry and Waldo, Jack's bird, and of course we find out that- again the Doc. Is, is exactly everywhere. why is he like part of the police force? Maybe you know, there's a veterinarian in Twin Peaks. Maybe yeah. it's just you know he's the only doctor of everything. No, he delivers just, babies. He <laughs> the only internal. But his wife's doctor. in a wheelchair. I'm like, oh, that's kind of oh, that's he's birthing cows and then like <laughs> like women the next. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we it find out Coop like dislikes kind of birds, though. which we all know why. Pick and that is oh, I love that. I love it. another my favorite. Wait, part. why doesn't he like birds? Because birds are of the devil. The devil. Yeah. Who doesn't he like birds? Cooper. Oh, did he say they're of the devil? Yeah. No, he didn't say that. But he just oh, said but they are of the devil though. Oh, I know. They are of and, the and, devil. and that's what I liked about it. Come to uh, Florida. They're they're beautiful here. So yeah, I, I like birds. Do we know I mean <laughs> geese are dicks, but uh other than that, they're, they're typically are they are all spawns of Satan. Cobra chickens. Do we know why <laughs> why he doesn't like birds? Because he's a yeah. normal sane person. Am I right, Pick? There you go. But that's like a good, good. All right. End of story. <laughs> he just he just said I don't like birds. And that was the end of it. Fuck, fuck and I was it. like, yeah. I was like, I stood up and clapped my hands. It was just too. like a weird thing oh, to throw in the episode. Maybe, maybe the no, actor doesn't like birds, and that's why they had to do it. I don't know. It could be that hmm. simple. Well, we do find out that uh, Jacques Jacques Renault had three guests in his cabin that night: Laura Palmer. Ronette Pulaski and Leo Johnson. So, Fuge, let me ask you: Does this confirm? That's not looking good. Or is there more to this story? 
I'm sure there's more to the story, but that evidence is certainly not stacking uh, in the direction Leo would like. Absolutely. Any more thoughts on this? Anyone? No. You know, I would, now that I think about it, uh, Gutter, I do feel like this is sort of a prolific episode. Yeah. As we go on, I think I think I'm gonna because I'm gonna. I just had that thought when you were talking about each episode, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Nothing prolific okay. yet. You think they like dropped a lot of like, in the story? Like, I think in the in the, in the good foundational episode. Is that what you're saying? Or yeah. Okay. All right. So Coop pulls uh, out his tape recorder, or as I like to call her, Diane, because I don't believe Diane's a real person. I think Diane is just the name of his tape recorder. Um, and uh, he decides to record Waldo. That's kind of genius, don't you think? Well, also, if it's voice activated, why does he always push the button to talk to it? Oh, surely the voice activation brings <laughs> the shit out of the battery. You can you can certainly change the, the settings, right? There's a little button that's like this. You just click it and... Well, yeah, plus you don't it's want it on all the time. It'd be just recording every conversation he had all the time, and he doesn't have enough tapes for that. Like when he's with a naked teenager having Malton. Yeah, you definitely French want the fries. tape recorder going that. But yeah, you, you, okay, fair enough. Maybe he shouldn't have one going. And, and what's he going to do when he's got like a, something to do? Oh, oh, I don't have my recorder. It's sitting with the damn bird. I'm scared. Maybe. Screw you, Diane. Watch this bird. Oh, you just write it down. So, Future, when you first saw this, did you think that this would work? Um, I assumed it would. Coop seems like a pretty, uh, pretty bright guy. I just knew I'm like, okay, this voice activated tape recorder thing is definitely going to come up again at like multiple points in this show. Like, there's no way this doesn't come up again. Very true. Very true. So the uh, next thing, we cut to Leo, who's listening to a police scanner, watching Bobby show up at his house through binoculars. He looks like he was shot in the arm, and he grabs a shotgun. And then we get inside and no, shot. No, it's a rifle, not a shotgun. Okay. He, he's shot in the arm or the shoulder, but he's got like this big-ass cast on. Well, not a cast, but. <laughs> is, is, he wearing, is he wearing like the, the shirt that. It looked like he was wearing the same shirt. It is his favorite one. But that shirt is at Jacques' house. Oh no, it can't be. That's right. It was in. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Never mind. Never mind. Well, maybe he just like. I guess it is the '90s, so jean shirts were a diamond dozen. In I guess with well, they they are pretty north, which you know a lot of those Canadian tuxedos going on up in Canada. Kevin. What'd you say? I said maybe it was his second favorite blue shirt. <laughs> All right. Well, Shelly oh, no, can... Oh, no, Bobby's just like always just fidgeting around like an idiot. Like I just want to just fucking thwap him upside the head. Yeah. Well, Shelly does confirm that she shot Leo and then Bobby says he's going to deal with Leo and James. Ooh. Pick what, what more is there to deal with about James? Why James? Like... I think he thinks that he killed Laura. Yeah, at the, the funeral, he said that he thought he killed Laura. Remember, he was like, "I." He, there was the whole, the whole tiff at the funeral with him and James. So you think it's just about him killing Laura? Maybe I don't know, dude. Bobby's a uh, 
trouble. Maybe because they both were like with Laura at the same time or something. Yeah, but he doesn't want to be with Laura. He wants to be with Shelly. Are you going back to your VD theory? You think that uh, he got something dirty? You think James gave it to him? Gave it to Laura? And that's how he got it? <laughs> maybe. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Ooh, she was she was pretty promiscuous. <laughs> All right. Well, that's. I think he, yeah. Well, yeah. Never mind. Mm. Keep so, going. So then next we go to Laura's house, and James, Maddie, and Donna are listening to Laura's tape, and it's a recording. To Jacoby. Well, uh, oh, we go back. Like, Shelly shot at Leo at point blank fucking range and had more than one round in the chamber or in the gun. Like, yeah. obviously not more than one in the chamber. I obviously can't. Um, he should have been. How is Leo not dead? Like, like I don't understand how he lived. Well, that she is Shelly Johnson. You think she I mean, could? You know her her gun handling isn't the greatest, so. Okay, so her trigger discipline. <laughs> but, but given <laughs> given how close she was, like I I don't know, like fire a second shot, like I I I just, boy, fucking Shelly, you you suck, missed it point <laughs> blank range. Uh very. Oh, that she was a little bitch afterwards too. I know, like I don't know, like. You know, Shoot at him when he's like hobbling away. I don't know. Ugh. Ugh. Well, she she had she had a lot to do there. She had to shoot. You know, she I, had I to cry. She had to close she, her eyes. There's a lot going on. She was washing her hair was, too. So the light was spinning around. Ah, uh, she's just a professional fucking victim. That one. Yeah. All right. So back to the. Some the, people are much much muchly. I don't know words I'm talking. Muchly. About. <laughs> well, three glasses of wine, you know. Very. Yeah, uh, barely interested. Barely interested. I mean, she, she does have this weird, like, just she's kind of dumb charm, okay, you know. <laughs> I'm sure she dropped out of high school Pass. at like sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, she did. Go on, Gunner. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so back to the tapes, Jacoby. We find out there's a missing tape, and they're going to try and find the missing tape at Jacoby's house. So, Fuse, let me ask you: uh, Did Jacoby have anything to do with Laura's murder? I'm going to ask this question a hundred times, but you keep asking me. I feel like you're leading me. I, 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 I. I... No, we really want to know. <laughs> oh, I, I, I. So far, I don't think he did. I think he. I don't know, man. I'm trying to figure out what's fun. I don't want to jump ahead because they're like his. I got a lot of questions about his scene near the end. Okay. All right. Um, but, but, but swoop back to Jacoby. We'll get back to him. All right. Um, then let's move on to Audrey, who is like, not. What the fuck's up with his coconut? <laughs> oh yeah, he's uh, he he has this little like I guess monologue where he talks about Hawaii first like five seconds. And I guess he just, he went there one time. He had a great experience and now he just is secret history of twin peaks. Talks a lot of his, they do his story and there's and it's a lot of it has to do with. Hawaii. Okay. He's it got a lot worse. of could be a topical. golden shovel or something. What? I said it could be worse. It could be like a golden shovel. Very true. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that would be the pits. <laughs> All right. Um. Gonna make it, Kelly? Yes. All right, They're so messing fi- with you because you're a virgin. <laughs> All right, so we find out Audrey got the job working at the perfume counter, and she sneaks into Emery's office, lights oh, up by, a cigarette. By telling, by telling the dude, something loud happened. It might be a bus. And the guy just walks out. I'm going to try to Dude. Who's that? Like easily distracted? They're like, up, up, there might be. Hey, look, it's Elvis. Walks away. I would be like, cool, thanks. Like, go the fuck away, you squirmy bitch. Well, the even dumber, the even dumber thing is she lights up a cigarette and then hides in the closet. Kelly, can Emery not smell the lit cigarette? Like how bad does like, office fucking smell if he if they can't tell that someone's actively smoking a cigarette like, and she's blowing the smoke. I'm gonna pee on myself. It's, it's so funny. It's, it's going out of the out the yeah, blowing splats at them. How does she like? And then okay, I'm look. so cool. Bro, and then she takes it and fucking throws it on the ground and stomps it into the carpet. Like, what? Just make sure they knew someone was listening in on them? Like, what? what's the logic there? Or is she just that oblivious and, like, does not give a fuck? I, I think that's I think she like I think she doesn't just give a fuck. I think she's just she, like, is oh, she like walking around oh I'm going to figure this all out now. <sighs> <laughs> I think Audrey's actively walking around her house, grinding cigarettes into the carpet, but the staff just runs around and cleans them up. So she thinks that just like is how life works. <laughs> Man, is, that, is that chick our first uh, black character in Twin Peaks? Um, surely someone at the mill. I I can't recall one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. background character, but they got screen time. Yeah. Little speaking roll. All right. So then Emery talks to Jenny from the perfume counter and he gives her a card saying to saying to call Black Rose. Audrey comes out of the closet and steals the unicorn that Emery gave her. So pick is Black Rose and Blackie the same person? Uh yeah. So I then mean, we so then we do have another black character. That was my guess, yeah. But she's not black, she's white. True, but she's blackie. Close yeah. enough. Now that's racist. <laughs> is it? It sounds racist, but I'm not sure if it is. It feels racist, but I don't think it actually is. <laughs> it, it has a has a racist aftertaste. Yeah, it's got the, it's got it's got the smell of racism, but you know, it, there's none actually on it. So what is that like? Chewing tobacco and. No, it's like it, it's like it beer? walked by racism and got a little bit on its shoe, but like it's not actually. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> At first, I'm like no, but I'm having a yes aftertaste. Oh, yes, you're, oh, you're leaning, you're leaning with a final yes. Okay, no, I actually went to a uh, to a uh, run, Ronnie, run reference there. I always have to do that. I'm sorry. All right, such a good one. All right, so now let's go to the double R. Uh, Hank is talking to Shelly. And he tells her uh, that Norma's letters told him how much uh, wait, she wait, had wait, helped. Wait, wait. How did Shelly get out of the house? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think she about that. Oh, no, no, because he heard, uh, we didn't talk about it, but um, uh, Leo heard on the police scanner that they had the bird. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I know. Oh, so Leo that. drove away. 
I know we saw that, but Shelly didn't know that he was like sitting Bob, in the car. Bobby gave her a ride. Bob, yeah, Bobby gave her a ride to the double R. I understand, but she was like paralyzed with fear. She wouldn't leave the house. That's just woman stuff. I mean, that's how it is until the, pl- the plot calls for her to leave the house. Then she's got to leave the house. Okay, I, it just seemed weird that she was like crippled with fear, wouldn't leave the house, and then all of a sudden she was just like at work. <laughs> uh, like, hey guys, what's up? Do you need some coffee or something? Yeah, I was like, okay, okay, like our, it's, like I understand. She's Sometimes you just gotta with, buck up, future. Just gotta buck up. Look, I, I get it. She's been dealing with domestic abuse a lot longer than I have, but like it seemed like a real quick turnaround. And your abuse is mostly podcastual, like. <laughs> What was that? Your abuse is more podcastual. Podcastual? Yes, being abused on a podcast. (laughs) Well, my favorite thing about podcastual is just how you do your head every time. (laughs) Wobbles back and forth. So, so like I said, Hank's talking to Shelly and tells her about Norma's letters and apparently told her how much she helped Pete, uh, how Pete helped her, and she's. Got out of her that, oh, you mean Ed? So, Kel is, is he trolling her or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's a con artist, you know, you can tell he's a bad guy and kind of had like a little thing with, you know, uh, Harry and, and Cooper at the, the R&R like before then, right? So, the, and, like sort of a. His, his appearance also kind of. There's a shout to uh, um, Patrick Swayze. Uh, every time I see him, I think, oh, this guy's trying to be Patrick Swayze. What From Roadhouse? That? Oh, he has For- a very Swayze-esque look. I couldn't yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, next to no, King that's, or something. Yeah. So I actually um, pulled a couple of lines of dialogue from the Secret History Twin Peaks book, but it's upstairs. I don't right. feel like getting up to get it. So let me just sum up a little bit. A little bit of the backstory, um, just so we all know. So apparently, um, Hank, or I'm sorry, uh, Ed and uh, and Hank were like best friends, and Harry, they were all best friends. Uh, they started the, uh, they brought the, so the Bookhouse Boys was originally started by uh, by Harry's father before I think World War Two, and so. After Vietnam, they decided to start it up again. So the Bookhouse Boys were Harry, Hank, uh, Harry's brother, um, Big Ed. So all these guys started the Bookhouse Boys. And also the the entire Bookhouse Boys started were the starting lineup for the Twin Peaks 7-on-7 football team that made it to the state (laughs) championship. And weirdly enough... They were the odds-on favorites to win, but star running back Hank Jennings had a terrible game. And uh, the speculation was that he was in cahoots with one Jacques Renault, who all of a sudden after the game started driving around in like a Ferrari or something. So everyone thought that Hank threw the game with Jacques, and that's how he went on the outs with them. And him and Hank got into a big, or Hank and uh, Harry got in a big fist fight. And uh, what, what position did Harry play? Harry was the quarterback. Uh, what about Big Ed? I don't know. They didn't say, but Big Ed, a hawk, 
Um, trying to remember who the other one. They mentioned them all. And then the water boy of the team, not part of the Bookhouse Boys, Jerry Horn, the water boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, is that, is that this really factual? That? Well, it's in the Secret know. History book. It's great. It, written by what, Mark Frost? Yeah, Mark Frost. Yes. So okay. did, was being on the football team? I don't think so. I, I think. Well, he was saying but I, so like I said, I, I read it. Last time I read it was uh, right after the uh, the return came out. And that's like four years ago or something. So, all right. So Harry and Coop come into the double R, and Harry talks to Hank, which is we just talked about a minute ago. And Coop tells Harry, uh, he tells Harry every day, give yourself a present. So that was. I, I live by that creed, man. Do you? <laughs> Do every day. What was what was the present you gave yourself today? Oh, today I got a, uh, a frozen drink from Taco Bell. I mean, I didn't need it because, you know, I about died yesterday drinking them, but uh, <laughs> I, re- I really wanted one. And so well, it's a one. Baja Blast. It was a uh, Baja Colada. Oh, yeah. So, so, so Pick, did uh, Coop and Harry go to the double R to talk to Harry? I mean, to talk to Hank or... Did they go in the double R for coffee? Why did they go to the double R? I think I think I, that to meet Ed. Oh, Ed wasn't there. Um, I, maybe that's just what they do. I think they were going there to check on Hank. Well, well Harry was like he didn't want to be there. He wanted to go back to I guess the uh, the station or whatever. But it seemed like uh, Cooper was the one that wanted to have coffee. He said every day. Give yourself whatever. I mean, have you seen that donut spread? I wouldn't leave that police station. I don't know. I'm I'm with Gunner on this one. I feel like I feel like it was sort of checking up on him. Well, we know they hate each other now, and he they got into a fist fight. So did they know Hank was there? No, I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. They must have known. So I don't know. Every episode has to have a double R scene anyway. Yeah. All right, so then back to the Horns department store when Audrey gets Black Rose number from Jenny. Another thing about this gun, um, the department store, the jewelry counter looks like something like up the road for me at the gas station. Like it does not look like uh, some rich man's department department store. store. No, (laughs) it's the department store in a backwoods town where a lumber mill is the number one attraction. Looks like a trading post. Yeah, like that might be the rich guy in town's like like department store case. But I I wanted to go back a little bit with uh with with Nadine. Do you think that Ed is is like begging her not to give up on her her drapery dreams because then she'll focus her attention on him instead? Maybe. I think mm-hmm. Ed's just a good dude, man. Teacher, I, I, really I think, think so he, too. He, he wants her to succeed and her to be happy and all that. But also I think he, he does want her to be like, okay, you're yeah. Yeah. Like, like I'm petting you. Yeah. See, I don't, I think he truly cares. I think he, well, but you know, the more that, that, that she's digging into him, the less he can be digging into Norma. Yeah. But he pretty much broke things off with Norma. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but she did with him. Yeah, I mean, I just think Ed's such a good guy that even though he would much rather be with with Norma, that 
he is going to stick it out with uh, with Nadine because that would make her happy. And he cares more about Nadine's happiness than his own happiness. What's what's that song? If you can't be with the one you love, <coughs> love, love the, the one, one you're with. with. Yeah. And what about, you know, I guess he maybe has a lot of guilt about her eye. I mean, I think that's a big part of it, too. What yeah. if you're with no one? And love yourself, man. Treat know. yourself. Give, what, what give if, yourself what, a present every day. And that's right. And remember, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman your wife. I haven't heard that one. Mm-hmm. And what was that? It's if you want to be happy that. for the rest it's of your song, life, gotta make your never make a pretty woman your wife. It's a my song, personal point it? of view. Get an ugly woman to marry you. That was my problem. Is that a song? Yeah. From like the fifties or sixties. Wait, yeah, I've heard I heard that. I heard that you can't have uh, you can either have a piece of ass or piece of mind, but you can't have both. Is that a song too? I don't know. All right, but the best part of this episode's coming up because we get to Norma, and she's watching Invitation of Love, and we see Rick Giolito is Montana, and he gets shot, and wow. Ed walks in. And Norma's crying. She didn't get the patent for the drape runner. But more importantly, we see Rick Giolito as Montana. And Rick Giolito had a big week because his son Lucas beat his high school best friend this week in a baseball game. Way to go, Lucas. Rick Giolito, I hope you're still alive on the show. Or Montana, I should say. I hope you're still alive in Invitation to Love. Okay, Did you now, notice the red curtains in uh, Invitation to Love? I didn't. Yeah, very interesting. Mm. Maybe they shoot that at Leo Johnson's <laughs> house. <laughs> the very active stage. <laughs> well, there can't be too many sound stages in Twin Peaks. From snuff films to invitation to love, it, it really you know whatever pays the bills. I mean, we don't know that it might be a snuff film. We just assume that it's it's a just a regular uh, soap opera. In- invitation to love. They actually killed that man. It was it was actually a snuff film. <laughs> I hope not. Montana can't be dead. <laughs> they, they, no, they murdered him. He, they, they actually shot him. So then Harry uh, Harry shows up at Pete's and Pete shows him his new fish. Josie comes in and lies to him about being at the motel. Uh, another one of my uh, my life creeds, dear Gunner, which is what? when he's talking about sizes and everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's just something people with small penises say. Exactly. <laughs> so, so she. Lord have mercy. So Josie comes in, of course, lies to him about being at the motel, but then she kind of comes clean. She's trying to protect Andrew's sawmill, and that's why she's doing his future. Is she playing Harry? Does I, she really want to save the mill? I don't know. I I don't. I never trusted her at all. I don't I, trust I, her. Nah, she she seems like like a lion snitch. I I don't I don't trust her at all. What about you, Kel? Do you trust her? Nope. <laughs> Especially now. No, I, yeah, I yeah. No, I was I always thinking about from like when sorry, but when I wa- I watched this when I was younger, I I always had like a bad feeling about her too, you know, like that uh the way she talked and uh, was was fake. I feel like she was mm. smarter, smarter than what she was putting on. 
Mm. We thought she was like dumbing it, dumbing herself down as a, as like a ploy. Yeah, make people okay. feel a certain way about her, and then like you know. Okay, I secretly we should sneak it around, you know. I mean, dude, that, that's books. Like, that's one of the laws of power is like well, never let people know how smart you actually are because like it, it it's definitely a power play. Dude, her, I don't trust that bitch far as I can throw her. Her backstory is is her aerodynamics are shit. Her backstory is kind of crazy. She's got a whole chapter in secret history as well. Um, All right. Yeah, but Spoiler alert. She, she she straight up <laughs> lies to him, dude. She don't she'll tell the truth until she gets caught. Yeah, and, so and like, not only she does she not, not do it when she gets caught, she waits till after she gets caught, after she he rejects her first lie, then she comes clean. And then, like, still tries to spin it how, like, that's bad. The lie was better than the truth. Yeah, I don't trust her. I don't trust that. I don't trust her. Mm -mm. So speaking of not trust, next scene is uh, uh, Catherine. She's meeting with a lawyer about an insurance policy or insurance, uh, life insurance salesman. We find out it's a new insurance policy. Uh, that was put out for her by jo with Josie as the beneficiary. Fuge, now what the hell's going on here? I don't know. It, it Everything seems shady. I didn't trust those guys, but now she seems like this was very, very clever. The, their little you know repartee back and forth, how they uh, alluded to this massive ploy that they're now working on together without actually saying that they're working on a ploy together. You're talking about uh, her and the lawyer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, um, what I think about that is that <clears throat> he was being very uh, like, I'm not going to say this, but yeah, these people like probably are going to kill you. Well, that's what I was saying. <laughs> like, he, like they very like without saying any of it, they had a conversation back and forth about what was actually going on. And now they're like sort of working together. That's bad. That's what I was saying. Gotcha. Nice. Well, I, I kind of caught a little thing like he was hitting on her. Oh, he's like, so? uh, yeah. Cause he says, if you, if you need anything you need, I'll do it or whatever. Or, and she's like, Oh, aren't you an adventurous little boy or whatever? I think that he, yeah, I don't know about that, but you could tell that he was impressed with her, the way that she was handling the conversation, uh, because that's that's got to be like, it's like, oh, really? Okay, this is happening. I would have been like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, what? Pick, I didn't get a, a sexual connotation from that. I got it as a, hey, clearly I'm a shady lawyer who's fucking clever, and you're a clever person who's fucking shady. So if you need any other clever, shady lawyer work done, like you come to me and we can fucking work some angles. Mm. That That's what I read from that. Not a, uh, cause I don't know. I'm not digging Mrs. Martell as this. Like everyone wants to fuck her around town. I'm not Pete buying does. Pete does. Ben does. Yeah. I, I understand ben. in the show they do, but I'm not, I'm not buying it. Can I just weird, say weird uh, casting choice? If that's supposed to be the case, can I just say, ooh. You can yeah. say yeah. Okay. You can. What what does uh Catherine do, by the way? She owns the mill. Is she like the, the manager? She she owns the mill? Well, her and her I thought her and her brother, maybe I think it was her parents' mill, and Andrew was running it when he died. 
Okay, and, and he and Josie, he left it to Josie, his widow. No, I thought okay. Josie owns it, and Martell was running it. She's like the manager or something. Well, she point. is Josie's sister-in-law. Because mm. Catherine's brother is Andrew Martell, who was I guess Josie's husband. I mean, I guess there was really no reason for her to be around, right? For us there. I yeah. just was trying to figure out where the money was coming from because all Pete does is fish, and I don't know. Yeah, well, he works the, at the, the mill. The trees. He works at the mill. I thought he did. Yeah, he works at the mill. Yeah. Remember okay. the very first opening scene? He was counting receipts Fishing. of two by fours and four by uh, eight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Pete's the best. Gotcha. Catherine, among the worst. All right. <laughs> so now we get That's to an interesting great. scene. So Ed, Harry, Coop are trying on wigs and mustaches and getting all wired up. To, to, they uh, didn't invite the uh, underage bookhouse boys. They did not. No. Um, and then next we see uh, their senile old man friend. Yes. But then we see <laughs> a murder. <gasps> a murder. A hit. Leo murdered Waldo, the bird. So you know. And not only that, ruined all the donuts by getting bird blood all over them. It was funny because I had this thing in my notes. I'm like, the, the fucking donut parade. I'm like, who'd they lay this out for? The, like, the bird? <laughs> There's no one else in this room. <laughs> and then clearly they laid it out just so they could cover it with blood and feathers. So, Got it. So okay. it was jelly. Yeah. Pick, let me, can I ask you? It's a fun scene to shoot, right? Okay. Pick, can I ask you? It was a cool little scene because it was it was really tense. Like there was a lot of suspense with the rain coming down and and whatnot. No, and I like got, the scene, but like I said, like it was like who are all these donuts for? And then it was just so they. But well, you did see the way Harry like shoveled that donut in his face. Probably like all of them were like, I'm oh, 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 donuts. They're always shoveling donuts in their face. <laughs> so so pick. Let me ask you. Um, um, so Waldo is murdered the same day Lucy gets a mysterious call from a doctor. Could this event be the origin of something that will happen soon? Do you know what I'm trying to ask you without asking you? I don't get you, Big Dan. I like that, Big Dan. Big Dan, yeah. too cool. Um, <laughs> uh, so let me try again. So we know that... Uh, Lucy gets a mystery phone call. We know what happens with this mystery phone call. And we know that this same day, Waldo is murdered. I mean, could the death of old Wally the bird have something to do with something that happened in this conversation? I'm trying not to spoil anything, but you get what I'm trying to ask? Oh my God, I'm so lost. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you saying Lucy's a, a mole? And working for Leo? Let me let me text it to you, Pick. See see if uh, uh I mean the it? people that have seen the show don't know what the hell you're talking about. You have to <laughs> how lost I am. It's, I know. I told you I said it from the very beginning of like, well, we still don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, one thing, that's one, what's all fun about it. It's you know one thing super, about Leo murdering Nabaldo though, like um a minute ago, he had one arm trying to shoot a rifle. The next, he's hauling ass in the rain with his arm flailing about. I was like, okay. 
Yeah, hey man, he's a uh, he, he heals quickly. I would be I, I would be limping a little bit from get, taking a, a a slug right in the shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> the fuck, Gunner. Nah. You no, know what? It's like, are you it's, saying no? He's pick? definitely a monster, a monster character. You know, evil bad guy. So the, the answer to my question, yeah, no. And evil villains always. I mean, yeah, I guess you could have, but <laughs> um, that that's very out there. Uh, I think I had that on the, you know. The other. I mean, now that you mention it, I guess, yeah. I mean, really weird, but okay. Ah, uh, you bastards! I mean, you'll 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 yep. you'll, you'll have to make like uh, a compendium to the podcast where uh, you. Uh, I'm afforded to kill. I just did on the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see my text? Uh, this was my question to, to pick. I, suck. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> see, I mean, yeah, I could, I guess, but it, like I said, it's, it's a, it's a long shot. All right, all right. Well, we'll move on. Sorry, if you. Oh uh, well, you guys are you killing me right now. We got to move on. Killing <laughs> me with this. All right. All right, so over the line, dude. Over the line. You you went from like talking about shit that I don't know on the podcast to texting each other shit that not. So I can't (laughs) hear you make wild speculation. Okay, so let me just say uh, this is a way out there theory that is probably so wrong that the first time I explained it has to do with the return. I I think you can say, go ahead, go for it. No, we'll wait. We'll wait. Okay. Oh God, you tease! God, you're the worst. It's just that's what's I guess kind of cool. About uh, you know this, what? We, we can, can explain it, it in a couple episodes. Okay. Once we meet DT. Yeah. Once he shows up. I'm patient. I yeah. Can wait. A couple I'm episodes. Patient. All right. Okay. So as uh, as the the cops are listening to Diane or the tape recorder, uh, Waldo starts imitating Laura Fuge. What is the percent chance that the bird would actually do all this? Um, oh, like, like that good of two? imitation. <laughs> oh, just the imitations themselves. Like uh, that good. It time. sounds like they, it sounds like the bird is voiced by, uh, by Cheryl Lee. Um, I, I, I don't know for this particular species, how good their mimicry is, but I mean, some birds are pretty fucking good at mimicking humans. So, like, I don't know, 75% chance. I was like, ouch, ouch. What did he say? Oh, he's just it's like, like, oh, no. Ouch, Leo, Leo, ouch, Leo, Leo. Yeah, yeah. Leo, and, like, you're hurting me. You'd stop, and I, I don't know. Nothing um, that doesn't convince me that they were raped and murdered. Like there's nothing good on that, on that mimicry. Yes. So Coop and Ed go undercover at one eyed Jack's. So as they're approached by Blackie, she, uh, she thinks Ed is a cop. Wait, 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 hold on. on. I got to back up. So, so this like secret, like casino brothel has a giant fucking neon sign. And Anyone can just drive up and 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 go in there. It's Canada. Yeah, it's Canada. Bro, I've been, I live in Detroit. I've been to Canada. That's not how it works. <laughs> well, there might be some seedy underground in Canada that you don't know about. There's not like 40 weird 
like perfume mind control like underage <laughs> brothel casinos uh hanging out in Windsor. Like it's well, not <laughs> you, trust yeah, me, well I this is out like Vancouver all the time. It's not how it works. Big Ed <laughs> said that you know he had been to Reno and gambled. So I mean well, Reno is kind of know. a they, shithole now. You wanna know what? Maybe I'm not hanging out in the right parts of Canada. Obviously. Yeah. You gotta get the invite. <laughs> all right, sorry. Maybe I'm not cool. Canada. If you got this, I, I guess I don't know. Still, I, I don't want. I don't want any part of it. Leave me alone. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Maddie then sneaks out of the house, and Leland sees her, and he sees sitting in the dark. What the hell is the fascination with everyone in Twin Peaks just sitting in the dark? Um, I don't know, man. Have you ever just sat in the dark? Power. Yeah, come on. Give it a go. <laughs> My electric bill. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody's loaded. No like e. Martell. Uh, Gunner, you, you've clearly never wrestled with severe clinical depression uh, because you wind up sitting alone <laughs> in the dark quite yeah. a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I attest to that. I'm just hearing yeah. like, yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. I, I Definitely. That's why I have pillows. I could <laughs> snuggle the pillows in the dark. And, woo. Yeah, let the existential dread set in. <laughs> so at the Great Northern, uh, Ben and Jerry are hanging out with Hepa, of course. Ben's uh, goddess, as he says. Lady, Lady Ben. Um, and the Norwegians. And they want to uh, go to One-Eyed Jack's. And it looks like they're going to One-Eyed Jack's. So... I don't know what what they say to Hepa, the boss. but uh, yeah, did, did he? Did you tell them about One Eye Jack? It might have slipped, but but poor Hepa, I don't think she Bro, went to One Eye Jack. Um, no, that's what that's what Jerry and Ben oh, were discussing. I know, I know. Like, yeah. Maybe One Eye Jack services uh, all sites of uh, sorts of clientele. Maybe they got a couple of studs in back for Hepa. Uh, maybe. What's her name? Hepa. So then Ben Ben calls Josie, who is with Hank. So they discuss getting Catherine to the mill. Fuge, why is Hank there? In Pete's house, by the way. Yeah. Fuck the final. Yeah. Like you just show up to somebody's is house. Is it closer is it closer to the mill or something? So you so you okay, so what they're trying to get us to say, I believe, is that Benjamin Horn and Josie Packard are trying to. I'm sorry, I called him Andrew uh, Martell. Martell's Pete's last name. His name is Andrew Packard. Sorry. Um, so Josie Packard and that and uh, and uh, Horn Benjamin Horn are trying to burn down the mill and kill Catherine, and that's what Hank is there for. Is that where we're, is that where we're supposed to be? <laughs> Well, it seems like that the way it looked to me is that Josie and uh, not Josie, but Catherine and Ben are doing this thing. And what Catherine finds out is Ben and Josie are doing this thing. So I think everybody's double crossing each other. Like, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure like, like literally like, uh, so she's already got a secondary plan to murder Martell. Also, there. so everyone's planning to murder everyone, and and and. and <laughs> so in the finale, are we just going to get a Tony Scott to movie? make drapes? 
you just throw Hank in there now, and it just now you don't know who's. So we're, we're are they like are they banging? Is Josie and 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 what's his just got out of prison fucking? I don't think so. He just got out of prison. I don't know. Well, well, that's when you would do. The I don't fucking. think they seemed to me they didn't really seem like uh, they were very friendly with each other. It seemed like oh, it was like got, a contentious. Did you get rapey vibes, as you like to say? No, not rapey. It seemed very consensual. Mm. It, it just seemed Maybe like he was rough, like, but certainly like, consensual. Like you did a good job. He didn't say, "Not yeah, baby, I like that" or whatever. You know, it was very uh, cordial. Yeah, business-like. Uh-huh. Oh, you got? I got no. I got. Um, you mean cordial? I got. I got. Uh, cordial means they want to fuck. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I said I said cordial, but I emphasize the I a little bit. Cordial. Oh, I, I heard coital for sure. Cordial was what I said. <laughs> All right, so back to one eye jacks. Okay, one eye jacks. Audrey shows up under an alias and meets with Blackie, and what she was gets Audrey's alias. I don't babe. remember. I didn't write it down. Did you write uh, it? Anyone write it? Oh, down? I do. It was Hester Pran. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, because that's how Blackie called her out on Scarlet yeah, Letter. Oh, that's um, right. That's right. What book was it? Scarlet, Scarlet. Letter or something? Scarlet Letter. But I yeah. love how she, yeah. she catches her in the lie, and how she gets out of the lie is by cheering, t- tying a cherry stem in her mouth with her tongue. Kel, as I'm a sorry, woman, does but... that work? I mean, what, you mean if I did it in front of a guy or something? Well, I mean, would that get you out of trouble? Uh, no, well, <laughs> not me. Well, I can't well, do that. Would it get you the job as a hoe? Probably. Yeah. Gunner, <laughs> yeah. It didn't, it didn't get her out of trouble. It it helped her in her uh, honus uh, in her whore interview. <laughs> um, but but hold on a second. Let's let's back up. First of all, tying the cherry into a knot thing it, it's not remotely impressive. It's actually really fucking easy to do. Um, and if that's all I had to do to get a job earning like that kind of high class whore money, I wouldn't go to college. Like, you wouldn't I, be on know, this like, podcast games. right now. No, you wouldn't. Would, you would be like, far from a virgin. Is that what you're telling us? Well, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, I might still be on the podcast. My story is might just be you know a bit even more interesting. <laughs> A lot of success for future. Yeah, lots of success. The future is bright, my friend. The future is bright. So back at Jack's, Ed lost all his money already. And Coop sits at the blackjack table. And as they do that, Jacques Renault becomes the dealer. Uh, The pieces are falling into place for this final episode. It's so gross. He's so gross. Everything about him is just sloppy. (laughs) I am. So then we cut to Jacoby, who's watching like, Invitation to Love, of course. Fart. <laughs> <laughs> and James calls him, and they do the whole Maddie on the phone thing to trick Jacoby. And then Bobby shows up and sees Maddie. Jacoby leaves Tweedledum and Tweedledumber break into the house. Bobby puts something in James' motorcycle, and bam. The end of the episode. So a lot happened at that okay. finale. I, I, I have you, you're missing a lot there, Gunner. I have so many questions. Okay, like somebody's watching them. They I don't think they revealed it, but uh, but yeah, some Bobby's watching him, and then somebody's watching Bobby. Oh, I didn't see someone watching Bobby. 
Yeah, with well, a camera. Oh, I, mean, I guess that's true. They, yeah, they, they, they implied that it was uh, like a point of view shot kind of. Yeah. Thing. Oh, I got that that voyeurish kind of kind of vibe, but yeah, I don't think they they explicitly showed anyone, did they? No, they didn't. But but yeah, there's that. They definitely gave you that. That hey, he's being watched too. Okay, I did get that, but yeah, I didn't think they showed anyone. Right. We, yeah. we 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 got to go back. First question. I mean, you'll find out later. So, did Jacoby make that giant fruity ass drink to just sit at home alone and watch TV? What do you do while you're watching Invitational Love? You don't drink fruity ass <laughs> drinks. I, I mean, I, I don't. Well, I guess I don't drink those drinks to begin with. Like, bro, my my drinks have two ingredients, and ice <laughs> is one of the ingredients. <laughs> and the other one some, is ginger ale. Some type of brown liquor and ice cubes is is really all I take in my drinks. <laughs> all right. Um, but I, I, okay, so so first question. Okay, and then he said apparently he's got some whole thing with Hawaii, which Ed, I guess that explains a lot of his tropical theme that he has going on. But so so there is so much brown in this shot, like everything that 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 isn't brown is um, red and blue. Like his <laughs> is that blue? Like his glass is red and it's blue on his glasses, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? It seems very, very on purpose. It seems like, centric. It, it it has to be like literally the whole fucking shot is brown. And the only other colors are the red and the blue. And I've seen that in his glasses. They've been leaning up. What the fuck's going on with that? Well, they it's look like mean old school 3D glasses. No, but why was like specific things red and blue? It was the only two colors other than brown in this whole shot in like Jacoby's little like world that he's got going on in his apartment. It's got what's going on. They're in a wooded area. So, you know, probably a lot of brown decor. That seems very dismissive, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe his, uh, his uh, Hawaiian vibe is at his office, you know, because to, to give that, to give that tranquil feel. Okay. So I'm just reading into, okay. I'm just reading into shit then. Never mind. I don't know, dude. It seemed weird because, like, I'm keep trying to figure <laughs> out, like, why does he wear those weird ass glasses? Like, the show's weird because he's a weird ass. <laughs> no, it, it's too spe- seems too specific. I, but okay, whatever. You're telling me it's nothing. I'll, I'll assume it's nothing. I'm not saying it's nothing. I just say we don't know the answer to that at this moment. Okay. 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 Yeah, we're gonna like lead you. I try to like. Not lead you. <laughs> yeah. I think All right. Well, d- well, you can not lead me, but don't but, uh, but, don't destroy the trail. Yeah, absolutely that's, not. That's the best way. All right. Well, hey. Okay. So also, what? So we don't know what the bag was. Was it like Coke? Well, was hey, let's sugar? let's let's do this. Let me, let's let's do this. Okay. What are we doing? <sighs> All right, he so. tried. Do you mess it up? No, 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 no. It's just a slight, delay. All right, so this is the part of the show that that Fuge gives us where everything oh. stands. But I, I think we're gonna, gonna do gonna something. Play the James song. No, this isn't the James song. Um, we're gonna do I something a little, a little different, Fuge. Um, with there being only one more episode now in the first season, let me throw a couple questions at you and see where you are with these questions. So the first one. 
What did Bobby put in James' gas tank? I don't know. And was what is the motive sure. for that? Um, I think the motive entirely depends on what it was. So my question was: Was it was it coke? Was it drugs? Uh, was it explosives? Or was it just sh- like sugar or some sort of like absurd? So again, the motive is different because if it's drugs, the motive is to frame him. If it's explosives, the motive is to kill him. And if it's just sugar or some other sort of absorbent powder, it, the motive is just to piss stop him off, the motor and, and slow him down. Okay. All right. So, uh, That's a great answer. Very yeah, good. Okay. No, okay. you get three options. It's great. Question number two with Audrey, Cooper, and possibly the horns all being at one eyed one eyed jacks. How's this going to play out? Oh, I, I can't wait to see. Uh, surely someone's going to spot someone and and Scooby-Doo style run it like room running around avoiding each other. Will <laughs> oh, God, especially those the wigs and the, and the mustache. I, I mean, oh, dude, it's, Ed, it's like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> this is th- that. Yeah, it's a good one. I do like that episode a lot. All right. What's going to happen at the mill? Will anything happen at the mill? Uh, anything could happen at the mill. Either double murder, uh, uh, an arson, or, you know, lumber production. Who is the double murder? <laughs> well, uh, Martell or... Uh, Josie? Josie, yeah. They could both get murdered. Dude, if both hitmen are successful... Well, Uh-oh. we know what that means. Catherine, Josie... Hank, uh, Pete are all subject to be there. You know, they, they, they have, you know, maybe Harry, Harry would be just, there to see Josie. Yeah. You mean just at the mill? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they all and have, they, you know, I guess oh, and then they all get caught in the arson and die. That'd be a great way to just wrap up that storyline and move on to something else. <laughs> I would be actually very excited. <laughs> All right. Number four. They're all dead. Let's go solve this other thing. Number four, Fuge. Will Leo kill someone in the finale? Oh, oh, Leo will definitely kill someone at some point. I don't know if he'll do it in the finale or if he'll, like, take the shot and miss. I feel like there's going to be a take the shot and and we don't see or a take the shot and miss. With who? Shelly? Bobby? Oh, uh, who's he going to shoot at? Was the target? Catherine. I mean, who could he could kill anyone? Cooper. I'm going to guess Cooper. He's going to kill Cooper? He's going to take a shot at Cooper and miss. Because uh. remember, my guess was he's going to miss. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to. Well, he, the last guy he whacked was successful. Successful. Waldo. <laughs> successful. <laughs> successful. Oh, uh. no. <laughs> Laura. Oh, God. Please, please don't Ain't tell no. me what. What? <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. All right, and then where are we now with with that poor bird? He's he's seen some things. (laughs) So then, where are we now with with everything else? Is there anything else that we needed to know before the final? Any final predictions before the finale? (laughs) Will will Shelly kill anyone? Obviously not. Shelly will never kill anyone. Shelly killed her own boob with the gun. Yeah, she shot herself. She She shot her tits off. Uh, oh, hey, oh, shit. <laughs> and, and possibly uh, Bobby during coitus. I, I feel like she could shoot him very easily. Ah, if only. 
right, well, that is the end of episode six, the seventh episode of season one. One more episode to go. Now, I've heard multiple um, exclamations that this is a good episode, blah, 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 blah. Um, It's not. It's not a good episode. Didn't shit happen? It's a building episode. episode. I mean, it's, stuff it's, happened. They, I like nothing the happened. Waldo got whacked. That's that's all. They ruined all those donuts. You really going to complain about Twin Peaks episode? If I have to pick one, this will be the one. Because I mean, it, just even watching it, like it I was, can't believe it was, it was. It was hard to like. Like I, I was focusing off of it. See, like, but I feel so, like the, running back to back, it would be good. So I feel like it's a bad separation. Yeah. Again, I, I haven't seen the next episode, so I guess I can't really say. But if it was uh, a two-hour-long episode, would it be better? Because it's all the it building. The- I feel like yeah. this episode was just getting the chess pieces in the position for the finale. Exactly. This yeah, I think there's one. some more episodes later on that are much worse. Than this. <laughs> uh, worse, but good. Stay so. tuned for the worse episodes on Firecast with us. <laughs> or me or whatever the hell are called. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's corny and cheesy. It's already corny and cheesy. And we can imagine like it just keeps getting better and better. But, it's, but it's, at the same time... So you like it in future and mysterious. I am liking it. I really want to know what the fuck's going on. And it's it's Lynch, so I'm assuming there's going to be this like next level curve. I just keep waiting for what it is. Will it end like a Tony Scott film where every character in Twin Peaks has two guns, one pointing at each person? That's what <laughs> I think's going to happen. Um No, there's not enough guns in this town. All right. Well, next week we have the finale. Now, going back to the Lost podcast, didn't that seem like we recorded forever until we got to the finale? And we're already at the season one finale, Twin Peaks. Uh, Well, there were, what, 24 or 26 episodes in Lost? Yeah, it was something like that because, yeah, there was like 25 episodes, I think, in the first season. So, yeah, it it felt like it took three times longer. That's about right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right guys well next week we will be back with the finale uh any final thoughts anyone um i'm excited yeah i mean uh, yeah let's do it all right let's rock um <laughs> all right so uh next week we will be back with the finale wideopenmike.net is the site for all the other shows on this network including we have to go back with uh, Fuge here and uh, Gunner and the Pistols, which all four of us have been on at uh, one time or the other. Um, Pickle has, uh, has been my long-running partner in crime for almost a decade now, man. We've been podcasting for a decade. It's crazy. With a lot of success. Yes. <laughs> and this show is a big part of it. So thanks everyone out there for listening. We will see you next week with the finale. Peace.